Hola, bienvenido. It's me, Luna Moon. So, today is a random ramble. I've got a ton on my mind. Um, I've got specific subject matter to discuss, and I'm a little bit animated because I literally just recorded this episode, and now I have to go through it all over again because I decided to be all over the place in my brain game. And when I'm all over the place in my brain game, things don't work out exactly the way I planned them. So yeah, I sat here and recorded this entire episode and added it to another segment. And of course, I'm not a genius. I couldn't figure it out. So here we go, recording the whole thing all over. Since I'm in my present state of mind, this is going to be the time for me to say that fun little saying. Uh, Kids, what's up? Goodbye. If you're out here flaunting on the internet, doing things you're not supposed to do, good for you. But it ain't gonna be over here. So go on ahead and click off of this podcast because it's not for your little ears to hear. I am not edited. I am not sponsored. So I am not censored. That means I say whatever the fluck I want to say, whenever the fluck I want to say it. And it might be shiitake or it might be shit. And it might be fluck or it might be fuck. Either way, you get it. So paddle on away like a little duck. And you don't have to hear my little cornball ass say curse words as I say corny things in addition to my slurs and my vulgar language. All right, now with that out the way, today's episode is extremely personal because I didn't know if I was going to share this or not, but then I decided that I should share this. Um, And I'm not sharing it because I necessarily need anyone to know what's going on with me or even want anyone to know what's going on with me, but I'm sharing it because I feel as though I've said this before, but you shouldn't hold on to things that burden you or make you feel some type of way because they're like a cancer and it eats you up on the inside until it comes out on the outside. And what I don't want to do is hold on to anything that is burdening me. So with that being said, I'm talking about my daughter's eye surgery today. For those of you that know have followed me, I have my baby girl. She was born perfectly beautiful and amazing and awesome and all those great characteristics and adjectives that we use to explain, displain, <laughs> displain, explain and describe our children. See, that's the way my brain works. I'm just going to mash words together like schmoosh that goes, displain. So now we got a new word, guys. Um, when I want to say describe and explain at the same time, I'll say displain. So when people want to displain their kids, she's all those things. Um, But what we found out, and it wasn't diagnosed at the hospital, and it wasn't diagnosed in her first visit, and it wasn't diagnosed in her second visit, but by her third visit, our doctor was able to diagnose what was going on with her. And like to give this some little bit of context and prerequisite, I was so vigilant about taking her into the doctor because, you know, they say mothers know. But before my daughter was born, I had a dream that I was sitting in bed and I was in a new place and I was nursing her and as I was nursing her a hand came upon my shoulder and whispered into my ear there's a spirit in her eye and I looked down at my daughter and saw a cloud in her eye that looked like a little spirit and as I looked into her eyes that spirit began to manifest itself and it spurted out of my daughter's eyes and it put a shadow over her head and it was like all blackness around her and I didn't scream I didn't gasp I grabbed her up and I held her to me and I snatched this shadow 
and it became like a person almost and it was by the throat that I snatched the shadow and out of nowhere I had a knife in my hand like I love knives y'all who love knives anyways that's just a segue I snatched up the knife and I cut the throat of the spirit and it like began to drain and I still had it by the throat and I threw it down into a hole and the hole just began to have like vapor coming out of it and so I smashed on top of the hole like a door and it was almost like it was a cellar and I stomped and stomped and stomped and stomped and stomped and then like buried it with fucking dirt and like fire it was really crazy the dream was like super vivid so anyhow I had that dream and then the third time that we went to the doctor the doctor was like look let me turn off the light there's this shadow in her eye and as I looked it was the shape of the shadow in my dream and I was like okay and the doctor said to both of us do either of you or do either of your families have a history of congenital cataracts and her dad looked into her eye and said well my mom had that and I've never met his mother because she passed away before he and I were together and um I said oh my god a spirit in the eye and so like I literally was like woo child sweet baby Jones ain't nobody got time for that what in the fuck are we supposed to do and I like was like well is she blind because I had just been having this feeling of my daughter's sight being attacked and the doctors they never want to tell you what's going on if they're not the one that's going to address it or deal with it they don't have to they don't want to be the one to have to deliver any type of news it's almost like doctors like to diagnose and wash their hands so she was like well I'm gonna send you to this specialist that I know he's the best he's great He's going to have to do a thorough eye exam because I can't tell you anything about it. But, you know, I have different patients and this and that. And this patient wears contact lens. This patient wears glasses. You know, they're just different things. And so I was like, all right, whatever, sure. I got right on it. While we were still sitting in that doctor's office, I went ahead and I called. I went ahead and I called the office of these, you know, specialists, orthopedics, and first thing they told me was oh we can't get her until September 16th and I was like I don't know about that do they know that it's a general because like me I'm the Google queen if somebody tells me something I'm like Google if someone says oh this Matt Google if someone be like well I don't know about this Google if someone says I'm an expert on this Google if someone be like oh that's gonna be okay Google guess what there's too many times out here that's got information for us to think that we need to know for me to be sitting up here waiting on somebody else to tell me what the hell is going on or for me to wait for an expert to say they're an expert trust and believe while i can't stand social media the internet will tell you what the hell is up so i had already started looking into inherited congenital cataracts and from what i had read it's like this needs to be addressed right away so i called some other places and i ended up having someone else from that same office get a hold of me and be like okay wait no we need to have her come in right away can you come in tomorrow so the next day we were in the doctor's office and once again she had an exam and this particular orthopedic didn't want to give any information they were just like okay well I was like, so is my daughter blind? Because then I knew something was wrong. This is how you know. People don't like to say things, but me, I'm an energy person. I believe in energy. I believe in the universe. I believe in supernatural forces. And I knew. 
as soon as he started getting on Google, look, even the doctor did it. He got on Google and he started Googling. I was like, oh yeah, fuck this. This motherfucker don't know what the fuck. He about to send me some damn where else. That's exactly what he did. He started Googling and he was like, okay, well, we know that there is definitely a cataract there and she's going to need to see this surgeon. And you can choose which surgeon you want to go to. There are only two in, there are only two that do this surgery. So I was like, so is my daughter blind? And he was like, well, she has one good eye, so she'll always be able to see and this and that. And he started trying to like up talk this shit. And I'm like, yeah, but what about this eye? Like, if we don't do the surgery, will she be all right? Or like, what has to be done? And he just didn't want to say shit. So I'm like, yeah, this is definitely serious. And so he referred me again. And so when I was referred, I was able to get a hold of the right people at the right place and get in with the surgeon who was supposedly supposed to be able to tell us something. And this last person that we met with told us, well, she's not going to have to go through this again. We won't have to dilute her eyes again. We won't have to put her through that because I'll send all my information in notes. Okay, of course, when I get to this new place, they're like, no, we won't take anything that came from anywhere else. You have to see our specialist, and that's how we make an assessment. So, by the way, this is doctor number three at this point. By the time we get to doctor number four, finally we're getting the information that, yes, our daughter has this birth she has this and it happened at birth it's so good that they caught it early because being that they caught it early they can remove this lens now the downside to the fact that she's not older and developing this and that she's younger is that what it becomes is the success is based on the parent and i just thought wow that's really profound because i've had other children but i've never thought to myself so strongly that the success is based on a parent you don't necessarily think of your child's mental health and well-being or who they become in life as the success is based on a parent like some people do but we're not consciously aware of it the way every single day I'm gonna have to give my daughter eye drops the way every single day I'm gonna have to make sure she wears a patch for half of her waking hours for every single day I'm gonna have to be sure that I'm cleaning her contact lens and taking her to appointments and getting her fitted for the right lens and bringing her to appointments to get her fitted for her eyes and making sure that her eyes are developing properly and moving forward with different testing to make sure she doesn't develop glaucoma which is a pressure in her eye and all of the things that are going to be associated with what she needs in order to grow up and have normalized vision because without the surgery they told me that she would basically only see shadows in her right eye Whereas in the left eye, even though it's healthy and there was nothing wrong, all of the strain would have been put on the left eye. It would have made the left eye possibly develop issues as a result of having to overwork and compensating for the right eye. So the gravity of the situation and her success being so dependent on me, it really just hit me. And I was just like, I know I can do this. I know that I can be responsible and that I'm capable and that I don't mind staying off of work in order to be able to take care of her and ensure that she gets the care she needs because I'd be damned if I put my child's sight in the hands of strangers. Like, I'm not trying to down or diss anybody who has a child with disability that brings their kid to daycare, but I do know that I have seen the way daycare people treat. Man, my mama worked at a daycare at one point where some lady put pants on a kid's head because she got frustrated. At the same center, these crazy motherfuckers left, left a baby in the damn room forgot all about the baby and didn't nobody notice until my mom's assistant was like where's xyz baby and the room was like the other person who brought the other kids down was like oh man and they had forgotten a baby like not only that 
They got people who yell at kids, smack on kids. Like, people do some crazy ass shit to kids. Trust me. If you got people that are willing to kill their own kids, please best and believe. Oh, man. I'm getting text messages. Yikes.com. Ooh, it ain't good news either. It's not my sad news. Somebody else's. I ain't gonna share their business. But just so y'all know what that dinging is. Anyways. If there are people that are out here that are willing to kill their own damn kids, best and believe there are strangers that are out here willing to neglect yours because that's what they do. My mom was telling me how they had one kid who would bang his head into the floor and nobody was stopping him. One lady puts a baby under a rug, under a rug in order to calm them down. I wish I would walk into a daycare center and see my kid under a my man. Ooh, child, ooh. Mm, let's not even talk about what I would do if I walked into a daycare center and seen my kid under a rug. That being said, I know that the responsibility for my daughter is on me. And not only is the responsibility for my daughter on me, but her best interest is if she is with her parent. So it's like it was a lot to absorb. And I had to go into that appointment on my own because her father had started a new job. And while he was on the phone for speaker, you know, just us having to get that information that the surgery had to be done right away. That was the other thing. Like, we couldn't wait on it. There was no time to decide upon it because the best possible results come with her having the surgery at four to six weeks, which she had it at four weeks. So, it's like, the thought of that just, it hit me like a ton of bricks. My whole heart and soul was just like, oh my gosh, like, wow. And I didn't really know how to process it because I had a bunch of other stuff going on. At the same time that this was happening, her brother ended up getting sick the same week that we got this diagnosis. So it was just like, it was just a week where just hell was raining on my head, yo, like, bow, bow, bow. Every time I turned around, it was something different. So anyhow, we start the day off. And before we started the day off, it was already stressful because being that she was getting a surgery, she was going under anesthesia. My little baby wasn't able to eat for four hours prior to the surgery. So I spent the whole night waking up, feeding her every hour to an hour and a half, like waking her up and having her eat and feeding her more than I usually would just to make sure that she had enough milk on her stomach not to be like starving for this surgery. And so that in and of itself is sleep deprivation on top of sleep deprivation on top of sleep deprivation. Because, you know, after having a baby, if you have any kids, that you're already sleep deprived. And so, it went from that to... Thanks, Mama. It's my mom telling me how cute she is. Um, So, it went from sleep deprivation to sleep deprivation to sleep deprivation. And even though I made all these plans for the morning to have everything set up and set out and to do things a certain way... What does the universe do when you make plans? It laughs at you. So <laughs> woke up and it was a shit show. Like me and her dad weren't on the same page with anything. We bumped heads. My son who worked up perfect. Um, and that's that's that was the good news in that. He woke up perfect, but he was tired. And so him being tired, he had to be carried out and all of her stuff. And this and that was needed. We got to the dang place. And the people over the phone who gave me instructions for how to get there didn't specify which door to go into. So went into the wrong door, had to come back, had to figure out where the door was. It was on the whole other side of the building. When we got there, they had said valet my parking, 
When I got to the valet, these crazy ass mofos thought they was about to get $23 out of a ninja like me. Huh? Please. Ninja, do you know what I can do with $23? And they're like, oh, well, we validate. And I was like, validate for how much? Oh, $3. <laughs> I damn near laughed myself into a heart attack. Are you kidding me? Do you really think you're about to fuck me in the ass with no Vaseline while you're already about to make hundreds of thousands of dollars on slicing my child's eye open? Boy, please. Fuck no. I could do so much with $20. I could have a Dollar Tree shopping spree. You know where you find me at the Dollar Tree shopping spree. I can freaking buy an outfit. I can buy my kid an outfit. I can buy freaking food. So much food I can buy for $20. Like, there are so many things that I can do with $20. I can buy me a Mari Tiara for $20. I can buy me a Roadie Bowl for $20. I can buy me so many things for $20. And the thing I won't be buying is a place to park my car. My ass will walk if I have to, from two blocks before I pay somebody $20. I feel like $10 a block savings is worth it. That being said, I found me a parking space. It was a metered place, metered my parking, got up to the third floor. When I got to the damn third floor, there was some fat ass, oversized, obese ass, Hatonki, who decided that what she wanted to do was be a bitch about the fact that I'm a person who likes to read. You're not about to tell me to sign some shit that I haven't read. You're not about to walk me through some shit based on your own description of something when I see words sitting on this page that I'm fully capable of, of comprehending. So the first thing that I did was, excuse me, one moment please, I need to review this. <sighs> Bitch, isn't this your job to sit here with people and review paperwork? You thought your job was to print shit out and force signatures? Oh, sorry, let me help you with that since you clearly don't have a good management or training team that's gonna help you realize that you need to allow people to read documents. And as a matter of fact, fuck just allow people to read documents, encourage them to read documents because these are legal binding agreements. And I'm not about to agree to some shit that I haven't fucking read. I'm not gonna criticize nobody out there that doesn't believe in reading, but please believe. I believe that there ain't no reason your signature should go on anything before you have fully read. And if you don't understand, make sure you ask questions and if you ask questions and you don't get the answers you need continue to push for them because these motherfuckers will nail you to a motherfucking crucify to a crucify will nail you to a motherfucking cross they will nail you to a motherfucking cross if you go through a situation in which you haven't read something and something goes wrong or something goes to the left so I told her, I'm like, there are several documents that are on this form that it says I've received that I have not received. Not only that, I'm like, I'm looking at some joint party sharing in an electronic file research folder. Fuck no. Y'all motherfuckers aren't about to put my fucking child's fucking records on the goddamn internet so the motherfucking state of Minnesota and the University of Minnesota can sit up and fucking quantify her and turn her into a motherfucking statistic? Hell fucking no. And I'm not about to tell you her race, her culture, any of that fucking shit, because none of that shit is relevant to you slicing her fucking eye open. Guess what? Her eye can be whatever race it wants to be as long as you fix it right. You're not about to fucking quantify my child and put her into your statistical analysis. Fuck no. So the girl was pissed. I was like, whatever. So there was that. And then because she was pissed, she decided that she didn't want to give me the breast pump shit that I needed. So my boobs are sitting out here swollen into next weekend like some goddamn water balloons full of motherfucking milk. And my damn breast pump is a block away in the parking space. So that's going on. But before that's going on, what's going on is my mom being upset, my mom being frustrated, my mom being pissed for all these and that's reasons. And then, of course, her dad being upset, her dad being annoyed, and her dad being pissed because my mom is upset, my mom is annoyed, and my mom is pissed. And here I am thinking to myself, my child is having surgery right now. 
all I want to do is pump this motherfucking milk out of my titties and fucking send her positive energy, love, and light so that she can make it through this situation without any trauma or drama. So that dramatic ass shit is what we experienced on the front end, on the back end. I walked into that room and like my whole entire heart and soul fell out of my fucking chest when I seen my daughter with an IV, with fucking a patch around her face, with freaking band-aids where they tried to get her IV started and it didn't work and wires and cords and monitors and it's just like, I don't even know how to describe this. Like, yo, I've seen NICU before, I've seen babies and Honestly, what my thought has been every single time I've walked past a situation like that is, I'm so glad that that's not my child. I'm so thankful that I'm not going through that. And so I'm sitting here going through that and not specifically that situation, but going through the similar feeling of here I have a child that's had to go through something in order to get to the other side. And I swear, like, I can't describe the emotions that just welled up inside of me and like before she went into surgery me and her dad spending time with her he was like more on the emotional side and I was more like stoic because I try to stay strong before things happen it's like once something is over and once I know what the results are it's like I can feel all my feelings I can feel all my emotions but before that I'm just like stoic and numb and just trying not to think too much because if I let myself tap into the emotional vein, it'll get lost and I won't be able to get through with whatever's happening. So it's like, I held it all in, but like when I seen my baby, like she is just four weeks old, she's nine pounds, and I'm just looking at her tiny little self and seeing everything that she had to go through in order to get to the other side. And I literally just tears like I couldn't breathe like I just started crying like tears were just pouring down my eyes and I wasn't making sounds like none of that but like I literally just tears were falling I'm falling down my face as I nursed her and I was just thinking to myself like I'm so thankful that she had an amazing surgeon I'm so thankful she made it through it I'm so thankful that nothing else was wrong I'm so thankful that nothing went wrong I am so grateful that even though I didn't understand at the time when I wasn't able to go and live in Puerto Rico and be in the home that we have and be there, I was thankful that I was in the right place because as much as I cannot stand this state, they have some of the best medical care in the world. People come from Saudi Arabia to fucking have procedures and surgeries done in this in this particular state at this hospital and with the Mayo Clinic also, which is also here. But like, it's like, I was so thankful and so fortunate that I was here and that I was in a place where my daughter was able to receive the care that she needed to give her a chance at full vision in life because I can't imagine what it would be like for her to go through this life and not have that ability because she was born in the wrong place. And as much as I can bitch and moan about America and the things that are wrong, the things that I don't agree with, one thing that I am thankful for is that my child is entitled to what she received by being an American citizen and by having access to the healthcare system that we have available to us. And so just all of those emotions came out. And as I held my daughter, I thought to myself, like, not only am I so grateful and so thankful, but I'm so committed to being her advocate and to being the person that makes sure that I stay on top of all this for her. 
So I, I guess I had to get that off my chest and I had to talk about it because it was so major for me to experience it and knowing like they removed her lens. She'll be getting fitted for special contact lenses in the next couple of days and she'll have appointments that are ongoing and it'll be a journey. And some of that journey I'll probably be sharing throughout this season on my podcast and other seasons possibly, but this is just something that I had to share on a personal because it's something that I'm going through in my life and I want to be able to utilize this podcast for that space, you know, to talk about the things that are happening. So that's what's happening with my baby girl. She's now sitting on my lap. She's been fully fed. She did wonderful through her surgery. Most babies have to stay for 12 hours after surgery, but she only needed to stay for two hours because they said she basically was showing strong signs like she was a six-month-old baby. So everything with her as well. We go back to her surgeon's office tomorrow to have him remove her eye patch and have him show us how to give her different treatments for her surgeries. And uh, that's what we're going to be doing tomorrow. So right now... She's just sleeping on my lap. She's so, so gorgeous and just beautiful. I look at her little full wig of hair that she has sitting on top of her head. I'm just really grateful that she made it into this universe and also want to share with other parents or encourage other parents that might have children with special needs or special circumstances that they work with that, you know, you are important and you are valuable to your child. And whatever the burden and the stress and the strain might be, Don't give up on it. I know this is just the beginning of my journey, but, you know, I'm thankful that I stayed vigilant with her appointments, that I listened to my inner voice, because as a parent, that's another thing. You'll have people around you saying, does she really need to run to the doctor? Do your kid, he really need to go to the doctor? And da-da-da-da. Believe in your inner voice, because that inner voice of being vigilant about her sight is what brought me to this point. And this surgery, for it to be successful, has to happen between four and six weeks. So it's like, this is just, it was meant to be the dream that I had before she was born, me having my concerns about her vision, me bringing her in, me not allowing anyone to tell me no. That's another thing when it comes to your kids. Don't let no motherfucking body fucking convince you that you need to wait. If, you know, because I was like, look, if you motherfuckers think I'm about to wait, I'll call somewhere else. And as soon as I said that, somebody figured out how to get my daughter in. So it's like, say what you need to say, do what you need to do in order to ensure that you are at the front of the line for everything and that you are not pushed back and you're not pushed around. So, yeah, that's what I have for today. Um, In other news, OMGZ, my freaking tongue ring, y'all. Like, I love my damn tongue ring. I'm never going to get rid of it. I will be like a 67-year-old grandma with grandkids and my tongue ring, whatever. It's me. And I got tattoos. Bye, boo, if you don't like it. Oh, well. (laughs) But my tongue ring has been trying to kill me lately or cause me stress and struggles in my life that I don't need. Tell me why. This is just an outro, random segment ramble. (laughs) But tell me why. Last week, my my tongue ring tried to kill me at the Pad Thai place. I'm eating some Pad Thai. My tongue ring gets wrapped around the noodles and does like a backsplin backflip into the back of my throat. I had to be like, (laughs) into my hand to catch it and to fix it. And then today, I'm sitting up here getting ready to enjoy my life. And as I'm rolling down the street, thinking to myself, I'm about to just take me one sneak bite of my freaking, it's probably because I was being a fat ass, about to take me a sneak bite of my Baja taco, my Baja shrimp. Here comes my damn tongue ring popping out my mouth. 
hopping onto the ground, getting lost in the car that turned into a whole scenario of me digging through my mom's purse to find it under her seat. It was just crazy, y'all. Like, sometimes life be trying to give me all kinds of curveballs, but tell you what, I never give up because guess what I found? I found my damn tongue ring. It took the time it took and I didn't give up to look and I found it. Cause that's another thing I don't want to have to spend money on. I got a diamond tongue ring, y'all. I'm not about to buy no other diamond tongue ring. I bought my diamond tongue ring when I was rich and stupid. I'm not rich and stupid anymore. I'm P-O-U-R, waiting on all the money that I'm owed in this universe to pour into my pockets. And as I wait for that, I won't be buying no damn diamond tongue ring. And I sure won't be wearing one of them plastic ones. So, thank goodness my tongue ring was found. <laughs> Anyways, I ain't got nothing else to talk about at this exact moment with regards to this subject. So... Thank you all of my listeners for tuning in for another random ramble on your Luna Moon Story Podcast Network. Appreciate your support. Signing out. Ciao.